Welcome to Back Chat, where we discuss various topics making the news and ask the questions that need to be asked. Nothing is off limits and no questions are deemed inappropriate as we look to lift the lid and dig deep into the issues making the headlines. I'm Bobby M and this is Back Chat. Welcome everyone to our first edition of this podcast and uh, it gives me great pleasure uh, to be here with you today. I'm joined by uh, three fellow pals here today. You've got Jazz, we've got Mandeep and we've got Jeets. Guys, I'll let you say hello in a second. And the reason we're here and uh, why it's so timely today is because we're going to be discussing the coronavirus. And I guess this is really timely because we're all under lockdown at the moment. Uh, I'm in Australia. Three of my colleagues here are in the UK. Uh, So it seems like a perfectly appropriate time to be talking about this issue that's taken the whole world by storm. Uh, First of all, let's welcome Jazz. Jazz, how are you? Hi there. Very good, thanks. Good. And Mandeep? Hi there, how are you? stuff so basically look we're just getting together and if you enjoy this podcast that's great if you don't we couldn't really care less because we talk about this stuff all the time we just thought it's quite topical to be having a discussion about this stuff especially with all the stuff you hear in the media at the moment uh, and today what we're really going to be talking is about the link with China now there's a lot of stories going on about China of course this coronavirus issue there's a few uh, stories out there that are linking this to uh, potentially you know acts of terrorism by the Chinese um, and also an opportunity for them to you know uh, take control of the global economy if you like so uh, we just want to unpack some of those today and my, and my first question for you lads really is about that look if this thing started in china then how come other countries like italy and spain have been affected so much worse than china and how's it managed to spread across the globe but you know it's not even got to other chinese cities i mean shanghai uh, and beijing and all those places we haven't heard much about them and yet this virus has got to places like burundi i don't even know where burundi is <laughs> what's going on i think one of those things um probably i think China's figures, I think you have to take with a pinch of salt. Um, down to them being a one-party communist state, I don't think you know anyone should take their figures uh, as reality because um, you know if you just cast your mind back to the origins of when this first was broken, the doctor who broke the story, um, Li Wenliang, I think was his name, um, he was asked to stop. The police visited his house, said he was a troublemaker, um, and he died. And it's only recently that he's been declared a martyr for it. Um, other stories that have been breaking out, uh, the New York Times picked up on this at 31st of March, that there were long lines of families outside funeral homes. Uh, 5,000 mm. urns was mentioned at one funeral home. And if you think about it, I think the Chinese figures are what, close to 3,500. So 5,000 mm. urns at just one funeral home um, yeah. is quite shocking. And there were quite a few stories like this breaking out. So I think, I mean, China, I mean, China have been known to manipulate figures for years. Um, you know, this goes back to devaluing their currency um, and just in terms of the way that their system is set up. Uh, yeah. Also, the things um, such as um, the propaganda machinery that's going on about U.S. soldiers that brought the virus in, um, you know, yeah. that... Which particularly means, rolled Trump, didn't he? Because he really exactly. got to be in his money. And, and, he, that, and he then, when he has his daily press conferences, he makes it known that it's... China virus. China virus. So I think, you know... I th- <laughs> I think taking their figures, I think you really have to take with a pinch of salt because, um, you know, their figures are coming in new cases. They're only averaging about two or three new cases a day. Uh, And when you look around the world, even the lesser nations um, are averaging that much. You know, the likes of well, um, I mean, if we just look at the figures from today, uh, China today have got 30 new cases, whereas Belgium has got 1,260 new cases. Globally, we're looking at 1.2 million now, which is just a scary number. We're looking like 100,000 
almost every other two days. No, so, I think that's uh, telling. I think that's, that's that's telling in terms of the figures that they're releasing, uh, and also the foot. I mean, you also got to remember that the footage they release from their country is controlled. Um, mm. China Communist TV. I think I think they're known as CCTV. Um, they 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 control the 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 programs that go out. So you know they are. I mean, I can I think of them pretty much as you know if you look back to Nazi history. Uh, when Goebbels controlled um, the propaganda machinery, what used to come out on TV and the cinema, uh, China very similar in what they do. Mm. Mm. Now a lot, of, a lot of people actually saying that you know this is an act of terrorism by the Chinese. Now, what do you reckon about that? I mean, the main question I've got, if I'll just play devil's advocate for a minute, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Why would China kill so many of their own? You know, I think you know, I, you know, if. You know, some of the other panel want to go ahead, and um, but I think that you know, there's biological um, sort of answer. You know, this, um, accusation that's coming out. I mean, 88 percent of the genome sequences matches um, other coronaviruses, um, bat coronaviruses. So I think coming up with the biological argument, I don't, I don't think it really fits because even if you have a look at the early early days of biological warfare, say World War One mm. with mustard gas. And that's mm. a known chemical and biological weapon. And if you have a look at the structure of it, as compared to um, a coronavirus, it it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit in that bracket. Hey, Jazz, I know you've done your research, mate. But going into the structure of mustard gas, I have to. Uh, you've you done have well. To. You've done. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do any of the other panelists think that this is actually a case of biological terrorism? What about you, Mandy? You reckon this is a case of biological terrorism, or do you think this is just something that's happened because of the wet markets which we're hearing about? I think if this was the case that uh, China actually did engineer this virus uh, in the hope of using it, then I think they must have been slightly uh, not well thought out in the sense no, they haven't got Google, have they? They probably didn't get all the yeah. fans. <laughs> what well, what you would have expected if if that's the case, they should have um, got a vaccine in place before. So well, maybe they have. Can, either you can say it was uh, it escaped, it was released in error, and they weren't prepared for it. Um, that could be one uh, reason. Um, but according to one of the uh, PhD professors, Christian Anderson. Who's, who works uh, at the uh, Scripps Research, he compared the genetic code of the coronavirus and he stated that although it's similar, it might not be engineered. So it's really difficult to know what's right, what's wrong. If uh, all we but, know, maybe they have got the vaccine though. Maybe that's why their figures are so small compared to places like Italy and Spain and now America, which is leading the way with 311,000 cases so far compared to China's 80,000 odd. I mean, maybe they have got the vaccine. What if they've got the vaccine and, you know, they've managed to control it within China, uh, whereas it's, you know, causing complete chaos everywhere else? It would have been spotted. You would have seen people being injected, vaccines being given. 60 million people. It's difficult to hide that. Uh, I think the Chinese are very good at hiding things, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, every time I travel around Asia, I always think, how do these people eat this and not get sick? And I guess Mm. this is the ultimate sickness now, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, and Jazz, for those of us who don't know what a wet market is, um, why don't you explain a bit about wet markets? Well, a wet market is yeah, it's one of those places where, in especially in the Far East, because they're known to have pretty similar to you know the way European cities have food and vegetable markets. You know, the likes of Italy and Spain, they're quite famous for it. Um, wet markets are known in the Far East for having is basically their version of a butcher's, but 
you know, they they also deal in, you know, animals that are wild and also deal with, you know, um, what you would call luxury delicacies. Um, and so these are the kinds of animals that are sold in, in in a lot of these wet markets where you can pretty much go in and order anything you like. And a lot of these animals are also used for herbal medicines, alternative medicines. You know, we've we, we, how many um, Chinese shops have we seen in the UK where there are these alternative medicine places? Uh, so there's, there's, there's also a, a, a market for that and uh, as well as a food as well. They just don't like to waste anything, Jazz. I think that's what it is. They do not. They do not waste anything. You know, I'm sure you've got a wallet made from, uh, what's it called? A mangolin. What's the, what's the animal there? A pangolin. Pangolin. A pangolin or a mangolin? A mangolin. Uh, last, last, even Captain Corelli had one. So I reckon yeah. even he's gone down with coronavirus. But look, it, it, it's scary. Um, and look, the whole world has come to an end. It's amazing when you think about it. You know, we, we think we're so advanced and so technologically capable, and yet it takes a virus uh, that you can't even see with human eye to bring the whole world to a standstill. Um, and I guess the new worry now, and I know here in Australia, certainly, you know, there's, uh, you know, a growing focus on the topic about China making foreign investments and signing contracts all over the world. Um, are they taking advantage of the situation now? Because they know that, you know, a lot of economies worldwide have been crippled uh, or are in decline. And now it's an opportunity for them to, you know, buy into these economies and buy businesses and take over. Uh, is that something we should be concerned about? I think China, um, they are using this coronavirus crisis and they're trying to turn it into a soft power bonanza. So if you can see that they're trying to gift uh, countries, ventilators, masks, and uh, it's part of their propaganda machine. What do you think, Jazz? Well, I think I think their their propaganda machine's been going on for years. I mean, the the, the trade imbalance that they've got you know, with India, with USA, uh, even with USA, you figure out the the, the trade balance going from the United States exports 106.6 billion to China, uh, whereas imports 452.2 um, from China. So the balance there is, is is incredible, which is what Trump is trying to uh, Forget sort out. the balance. But, uh, and I reckon you might have to beat this out, but what the f- soft power bonanza? <laughs> oh, man, I think Mandy, Mandy came up with a soft power bonanza argument. Yeah, it's... It's tr- <laughs> <laughs> just when people talk about soft power bonanzas it sort of yeah, throws it's, me it's trying to be subtle but still trying to influence uh, by utilizing the situation so it's the world's in a crisis so what they're trying to do now is trying to play the good guys yeah the virus originated in china but now they're trying to be oh we the good guys will help you out and that's mm. what they're trying to do influence uh, other countries try to be close to them that we're giving mm. you and aid, they're sending the masks you... to america now aren't they yeah, and they some are. of them are just another by... way of this soft power bonanza. Yeah. Oh, they sent ventilators to New York, and Andrew Cuomo was on TV yesterday thanking them. Mm. Until they but break down you... after two days, because they're made in China. Yeah, because Holland, they, re- they sent back some batches of uh, masks that were not good enough. I mean, maybe that's the only hope we've got. If this virus has been um, produced in China, the only hope we've got is that being made in China, it will stop working soon and everyone will get better. So where to from here? So... We're obviously in lockdown now, and much of the world is in lockdown. Um, but how long is this likely to impact everyone? I mean, this has been going on for, well, apparently since December. Um, although the rest of the world really, it's, it's been the last four, four weeks, I guess, since it's come to prominence. So how long is this likely to go on for? 
how long is the lockdown in the UK? Yeah, the thing is, if you, if you look at the lockdowns that have happened already, uh, the, the, the one who are thinking of re, um, reducing their restrictions is Denmark. Uh, Denmark have had a lockdown for three weeks uh, and they're mm. slowly thinking about... Well, I think China's one is, you can take that, like I said earlier, with a pinch of salt. I wouldn't trust mm. um, the footage that they released from China. But if we well, look at... Their Europe, lockdown really country, was a lockdown. It was. I mean, they, were, they were welding people's doors shut, weren't they? Ten weeks it lasted. So that's two and a half months. Mm. Good quick math, sir. I think, you know, we've been given we've been given hints that it'll be three months. Because the furlough scheme is, is three months. They've, they've, they've guaranteed that. So, you know, you, you, you get the hint that, uh, more than a hint, that this will be, will be up to three months. Now, if those figures are reduced, then who knows? It may be less than three months. But I think you've got to have three months in the back of your mind. Um, Denmark is looking to reduce them after um, they've had three weeks of it. They're already looking at ways that they can reduce those mm. restrictions, having staggered school time, staggered work times. Right. Uh, so and is there Sweden? Sweden who haven't got no, any, uh, they, they haven't got any uh, restrictions in place. They have, restrictions. Or, or, Sweden? They've got this vo- it's voluntary restrictions that they've got in place. And some people are restrict, you know, following um, restrictions uh, mm. like we are, but they're vo- they are 100% voluntary. Uh, so they've mm. they've openly said that they you know they they have gone for the herd immunity strategy. Mm. And is it working? I mean, they've got three hundred and seventy three total deaths so far, and if you compare that to the likes of the Netherlands with sixteen hundred, um, and Belgium with fourteen hundred, and Germany with fourteen hundred, uh, you got to say, I mean, something's working in their favour. Is it just a difference in population? It could be difference in population. It could be the time of when their first case appeared. Hmm. Um, and that's the other thing, isn't it? I mean, we look, we look around and even when there's lockdowns going on, you know, we have videos and stories and news headlines every day about people who are just, you know, carrying, carrying on having picnics in parks um, and all sorts of nonsense. And even here in Australia today, there was a story about three guys who were going around one of the supermarkets and uh, just having a bit of a laugh and coughing when they were going near people. Um, so people still not taking it seriously, are they? No, I think you'll always have that small minority that don't. Um... You know, there was like, there was there were cases yesterday, um, because the weather's all of a sudden turned out nice here. You got cases of people sunbathing in parks. Um, mm. There's one footage that was shown in the news this morning that there were the police saying that this isn't the place to sunbathe. Uh, but you will get that because even the politicians who, when they make their um, daily speeches, they will say, "We know that the weather is going to be nice. Stay indoors." But I think they they, they know that there will be a, a a percentage of the population who will go out. Mm. And you had the Labour politician himself who went to see his father, father and he uh, was Kinnick. the one saying, yeah, Neil Kinnock's son. Yeah. So you see, if they don't set an example, that's not good. Yeah. But should we be looking to other people, though, to set an example for us? Or should we no, have I our think, own common sense? I think majority of the people are sort of pretty good and mm. they are uh, listening to what everyone's saying, but you'll always have that minority. I just think sometimes we put too much emphasis on what politicians should say or have said rather than using our own brains. Is it just a lazy approach to say, oh, the prime minister should do this and this person should do that? Why aren't we just doing our bit and making sure we're staying inside, shutting the door, and that's it? We don't need someone to tell us that. Surely we can work it out for ourselves. I think, well, the thing, you, will, you will always get a percentage of people that will do that no matter what. You know, they will go out because, and the thing is that the, the news reports are, it's not 
the older generation that are going out. It's more the younger generation who think that this virus won't affect them. Um, and you will all, I think you will all, no matter what sort of a lockdown you have, even if, say, the army were involved and it was a military dictatorship we were in, there will always be people that go out. And there's some people even saying that the army was about to be involved. Some doctors <laughs> I've heard, some dodgy doctors who have been saying, you know, the army's coming and scaremongering. And that's a big part of this whole crisis is the fact that you've got so much fake news. I know Trump's always on about fake news, but we've got fake news here. There's a few of our friends who are spreading fake news, you know, forwarding messages without any, you know, basis and telling people yeah. the army's coming and all sorts of nonsense. I mean, body back, probably, body back know, from healing. Absolutely. You know, this is a, a great time for, uh, you know, fant- fantasy. Yeah. 5G. Yeah, 5G is a funny one of late. Yeah. I, 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 still salty I still haven't figured what 3G is. And now it's 5G <laughs> and everyone's blaming that for the virus. I mean, it's just uh, beyond belief. But I guess, look, I guess the ultimate question is, is this going to change life as we know it? It'll change life until the, there's a vaccine and everything goes back to normal because people have short short memories. Um, mm, and I'm it doesn't matter. Thinking, people will, people yeah. will get back to normal sooner or later. Um, it does happen. I remember, I don't know if any of you guys used to work in London when the 7-7 uh, attacks happened here. Yeah, the bombings, the, the London bombings. On the tubes. Yeah, on the on the tubes. I remember for weeks after, people were scared to go on the, to go on the underground and you would have people looking around. But then there comes a time when that changes and everyone's back to normal again. And you you only look at what's important to you at that time. So sooner or later, it will change. Um, you know, we've gone through smaller ones, such as, you know, I remember in the early days when foot and mouth and mad cow's disease and other things used to, you know, other um, diseases came out. That used to change people for a mm. while before, yeah. you know, memories are short. And I there think was one of bird the things... flu. I remember bird flu was a huge one. It was. Yeah. That came out for a while. That might have been from the Far East as well. It was. It was, I think, yeah. I yeah. think the other thing is this might just create a lot of people being obsessively uh, compulsive in washing and cleaning. So I think that might occur. So, you know, going to the supermarket, they were, you know, handling trolleys. So that might become a, a permanent thing for some people, not everyone. It's a good thing, though, right? I mean, if we end up with a cleaner, more hygienic uh, population at the end of this, uh, surely that's a good thing. You, no, I think you'll have problems down the line with that. You will have people coming up with uh, uh, problems with eczema, with other uh, conditions like IBS, because you're trying to live in a in a little bubble where it's super clean and your immune system doesn't know how to handle when you do come across a virus. So it gets into super hyperdrive and you get these uh, uh, autoimmune diseases. That's one of the uh, reasons. Look, I'd, I'd, I'd settle for a bit of eczema compared to having coronavirus. Right? <laughs> true, very true. Given the choice, I mean, if you weigh the I benefits mean, against the risks, I think hygiene, the benefits yes. of being a cleaner, you know, and I it's all relative, it's isn't it? I mean, for us, we're relatively clean people, you know, but there's some people out there, they're, so unhygienic it's ridiculous you know you hear about when they've done samples of the seats on tube trains and the sort of stuff they find on this horrific so you know hopefully this will you know bring up that lowest common denominator so it's raising the bar in in the short term you will have less people suffering from things like norovirus so you will have less of issues with you know diarrhea and that but in the long term this is one of the consequences Mm. it's just one of nature's things you don't have a good gut biome Listen, guys, thanks so much for uh, joining me. And um, it's great to have had this first uh, podcast out there. It was great, informative. Hopefully you all enjoyed it as well, listening to us. Join us again soon for another episode of Back Chat, where we go beyond the headlines and beyond the boundaries to uncover the facts and discuss the real stories behind the news. Goodbye for now.